All right, y'all, welcome back here. Welcome back to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, as always, Sanders here. Got my boy Dupree here with me. Yep. Yes, sir, man. How we doing? How we doing? Man, man, bro. I'm, I'm good, bro. Like right, we said before, we kind of got on here, bro. I feel like it's been a long week, but I guess, yeah. you know, everybody trying to get back adjusted. We've gotten used to having, you know, these days off and been on little breaks and everything like that. Now we got to get right back into that 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 grind, man. Just got to get right back into it. <laughs> oh yeah, nah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. We back at yeah, back at it now. Work schedule is getting back regular, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going back for regular sure. and everything. So um, yeah, everything's been good over here, man. We get ready to start up with these visits, official visits, and everything. So it's been going smooth. It's been going smooth here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, and we talking about how it's been a long week. Uh, it's been it's been quite the week in the world of yeah. sports, man. It's been quite the week. Uh, a week that you know, depending on who you are, a lot of people that you you never forget. You know, honestly, it's a lot been going on. We got a we got a new national champion here in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, firings all over in the NFL. Uh, and and pretty much, man, just a, a, a an end of an era for sure. Uh, yeah, it's just in the world of sports. It's, it's, it's that type of week for sure. Um, real quickly, just to hit on some NBA news, uh, man, it's, man, it's been blowout city tonight for sure. Yeah. Austin got beat up pretty yeah. bad by Milwaukee. Oklahoma City was up at at one point up by like sixty something points against Portland. It's just been oof, man. Yeah, I don't know them, it's, them boys. It's they playing. They playing the, the JV team hey, tonight. Hey, hey, like 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 one of the Goonies, like Bruce say, man. They son, them boys getting took to the woodshed. Boy. It's, <laughs> it's ugly. It's, yeah, it's ugly. It's for sure ugly. But man, that's just one ugly night for you know mm-hmm. a couple of these teams. But now it's gonna be a, a an, an ugly year here for. Uh, it was already kind of ugly, but now a more ugly year for uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. John ja Morant done for the season, uh, right shoulder injury. Uh, kind of sucks for sure because uh, he, you know, just coming back served that that twenty five game suspension, uh, and you can kind of tell that the Grizzlies were kind of making a turn um, in the nine games that he played in. They they're six and three in the lineup with him in there, so. Um, you know, at one point they were, I think, six and nineteen in that whole, that whole twenty five stretch, twenty five game mm-hmm. stretch. Uh, you know, now they've they've gone, you know, these last twelve games, I believe, now they're uh, they've they've gone eight and eight and four. So um, went from six and nineteen to now, I think, fourteen and twenty three or something like that. So, um, well, they were kind of making their way on up to possibly, you know, wanting to get right back into the thick of things with the with the play in at least. Probably, but now um, Ja goes down out for the season, and and now even more news coming out of Memphis. Uh, Marcus Smart is going to miss time. I think he's dealing with a hand injury or a finger injury, so uh, that's adding insult to injury here for the Grizzlies. And um, it's kind of tough just because I know uh, a lot of people want to say, okay, well, if it season's done, let's tank. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know how much have you been if you've been following, you know, the draft boards or you know college basketball like that. This to me, this draft class is a little 
meh compared mm. to, you know, last year and even coming up for the, the, the 25 um, draft. I mean, because, you know, last year, obviously, there was, you know, you had Wimby. Mm. Next year is probably going to be Cooper Flag. Um, the young gun that's going to be going to Duke, that's probably who's going to yeah. be the next number one pick there. So it's kind of like nobody is a consensus, you know, number one pick this year in the NBA draft. So it's kind of like for Memphis, if, you, if you're if you a Memphis Grizzlies fan, what I mean, obviously it sucks, but then how do you feel and what do you do as far as like the rest of this season plays out? Like do you just try to compete as best as you can or do you, you know – do you do tank it, tank the season away? Because that's that's kind of to me. I think that's going to be hard to do, just because next year Jock uh, contract kicks in. I think Bane contract kicks in as well. I mean, basically the their their core guys who has the big contracts, the contract is going to start kicking in. So it's kind of like it's not necessarily they can really just make moves as far as like mm-hmm. you know big names free agent wise or anything like that. So where where do you think they fall on that that scale of wanting to just make sure they just compete and do as best as they can with what they have or blow it up and just say, okay, whatever pick we can get in the lottery? Uh, because of those contracts, I would say you just chalk it up, keep playing, compete, see where you end up in the lottery. Um, obviously – we know the impact that John Morant has on that on that team and on that organization. Um, I know there were a lot of people coming into the season thinking that Memphis was going to be all right because of past history and rightfully so, past history when John Morant has missed time. The Grizzlies have been fine. They've shown they've shown the capability of playing well and winning basketball games and. and Really being a above five hundred team with John Moran out the lineup, I just didn't. I didn't feel that going into this season, at the start of this season, with Marcus Smart being in the lineup, him being new um, to the team, that he could really afford, that the team could really afford to not have him those first twenty five games. And so them struggling really didn't surprise me, to be honest. Them struggling at the beginning of the year didn't surprise me, and then in turn. Them doing playing better when Ja got back didn't surprise me either. You got your guy back, um, and then you know you have the whole deal with Marcus Smart as well. This team, I don't think that Memphis is a bad team. I think fully healthy that Memphis is a playoff team. I don't know, you know, top four seed, all that type of stuff. I'll, I'll let other people debate that, but I do think that they're a playoff team with a fully healthy roster with. Bain with Ja, with Marcus Smart, with um, Jaron Jackson Jr., with those guys that they have, I think they are a playoff team. So I don't think you have to – and like you said, with, with with the way the season is going in college basketball and not really having that guy at the top of the draft board that everybody is kind of seeing, you know, it's, it's January, so there's some more time. But like you said, there's no clear-cut number one you know, number one overall pick, there isn't that guy. So if there's not that guy, I don't see why you try to tank to get more to get more balls in that in that lottery. I think you you try to compete as best as you can and you go out there and, and what happens happens. Wherever you land is wherever you land and you pick from there. I don't with with the contracts that get ready to come up where they gotta pay their guys 
and with the situation they're in right now, I, I just don't see where I don't I don't I don't I don't think the risk is worth the reward. Um, and I don't know how much money they have in their in their you know in their cap left, but I'd imagine that it's not a lot because Josh getting the bag, Bain is going, he's getting one too, and you're paying Jaron, and then you just picked up Marcus Smart too, and I know he's not he's not cheap either, so. Um, I think you just chalk it up, play well, see where you land, they go from there. But John Morant being out, man, I, you hate that it came to that, that he had to take the 25 games, he needed that. And now really he's going to see where the impact is for a full year, you know, what the impact of him being out for a full season can do to that team, that organization. They, I mean, you saw what it was. I mean, that first game back, I mean, he, they were getting drugged. And he single-handedly led the team back and hit the game with it, like in in John Morant fashion. Um, So you see the electricity. You saw it in game one um, of him being back. So um, hopefully that he continues. He'll get healthy. Obviously, rehab, get healthy. And then he continues to head down that right right path and everything. And we see a fully healthy Memphis Grizzlies squad next year. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well. I think uh, just because of, like I said, no one to me right now really just thinks out as like you have to put them on your roster as far as like what the draft goes, as far as this year's draft. Um, I mean, still, you know, they haven't we haven't got to the all-star break yet, so there's still, you know, uh, um, a little bit of life there left. I mean, they're only, from last time I checked, I think they're only like four and a half or five and a half games back out of, you know, the, the last spot in the play-in section. So, um, easier said than done. But, I mean, obviously, you kind of have to go on a run and you need other teams to lose to kind of get there. But I, I I say just, yeah, just kind of com- keep – just play, compete, figure out, you know, what you have. You know, other young guys need to step up, guys who normally doesn't play that much. Uh, let You know, just let them run the clock. Um, you kind of have no choice but to at this point now, you mm-hmm. know, and um, just see where you land. And, I mean, you know, and then if you get to the point where you're trying to figure out, okay, at the end of the season here, what do we do as far as, you know, maybe uh, – I, mean, I think that will be unfair, but, you know, something that you have to look at, you know, maybe the coaching staff or what players that you have, who do you want to retain, who mm-hmm. do you, you know, want to let go and maybe try to bring in and everything like that and, you know, look forward to you know 25 and, and you know and or 24 25 you know when the season rolls back around again back in uh october you know october november of this year and you know just see where it goes and you know obviously just getting everybody back healthy would be the main thing that you know that you would want so no i just think at this point you just let the chips fall out man see what happens i mean either you know, either you're going to, you know, continue to get better and improve or, you know, you're just falling the wayside. And I think, you know, in a way it's no harm, no foul. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, at this point now, you're not expecting much, uh, you know, from them. So uh, it, it is what it is. But we do wish uh, John Morant, man, a, a very uh, healthy and speedy re- recovery, you know, mm-hmm. as he gets ready to rehab that man. uh you know, so shoulder injuries are nothing to play with. <laughs> shoulder injuries no, are nothing to play especially with. Especially for the way he played, the way he plays the game too. Yeah. Is, yeah, you, he needs that. He needs, yeah. he needs for his shoulder to be all good. 
Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, that is the end of, you know, John Morant's season. And unfortunately, we've got to the end of college football season now, too. Kind of ended, uh, I wouldn't say on a sour note. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but game got away uh, towards the fourth quarter there. Yeah, between, man. between Michigan and Washington, uh, Michigan finishes undefeated, fifteen and zero, with a thirty-four to thirteen victory um, over Washington. Uh, man, I mean, a <laughs> huge, huge, uh, huge output from the running backs in the run game. I think Michigan had over like three, close to three hundred or over three hundred yards rushing, uh, and. Um, the defense has made timely plays for him, and I, honestly, that was that's uh that was really the difference in the game, right? I mean, and then there were some things on the other side where you know, off of Washington, um, you know, miscues, um, miss misplays, um, you know, drops, uh, throws that Mike Pennies would normally make, he wasn't making. Uh, man, as far as what you saw in the game, like what was your, you know, your biggest thing, that's your biggest takeaway that you took from it? As, as much as people talked about how Michigan dominated the game, I almost kind of see it reverse, man. As bad as Washington played, I need everybody to realize this is a seven-point ball game. Midway to fourth quarter, the game didn't really get out of hand until maybe eight minutes left in the in the fourth, something like that. This game was a, it was a seven point ball game. It was a seven point ball game, a one possession game, and like you said, Penix missed throws that he normally wouldn't miss. I mean, you're talking about in the first half, the one to Oduzier, uh, where he kind of Oduzier was free going down the field. He kind of tried to throw him back out almost kind of like a back shoulder to try to get him away from the guy. He missed him. He missed Polk on the corner route. He missed Oduzier deep one time. Um, they had the – they hit him – they hit Oduzier, excuse me, deep one time, and he got called back for a penalty. Like, there was just things going on throughout that game, penalties, missed throws, like you said, miscues, and it was only a seven-point ball game. Washington's defense, as, as, as bad as the game started, because those first two drives, we're sitting there watching. I'm like, this game, if they if Michigan can run the ball like this, this game is over. Like we might have we might have a repeat. We might have a repeat of, of last year. Cause this is gonna get bad real quick. Yeah. I was sitting there eating Prince's hot chicken, and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to yeah, we better head on back to the hotel with this one because this is over. Um, but to Washington's credit, man, those the, the defensive coordinators, they made the adjustments, and that run game became really non-existent from the second quarter to, like I said, midway that fourth quarter. The run game was non-existent. They really couldn't throw the ball either. Both defenses were playing well, and it's like if Washington could – just one play. All they need is one drive. If you can put one drive together and tie this game up, you have a completely different ball game now. It's it's zero zero at this point. You tie this ball game up now. We see what, what's up, and um, they just couldn't do it. Credit to Michigan's defense. 
credit to that defensive line. Um, some of those guys on that offensive line for Washington, they they gave them boys fits. That right tackle had a rough day. Um, center had a rough day. They just it was it was it was bad. And Michigan showed why they had been you know while wire wire they were dominating teams. Um, that defense is legit. Their run game is legit, and they they won the Natty. Um, but that was my big. That's my biggest takeaway, man. As I think that everybody is talking about Michigan, rightfully so. I just think that Washington played better than people are giving them credit for. And like I said, the ball game didn't get out of hand until about eight eight minutes left in the game. Um, and once I said it in the group, man, like Washington needs to score. Like they're leaving the defense out. You know, they're leaving the defense out the dry. Um, and when Michigan scored a touchdown, made it twenty-seven to thirteen. That was a ball game. That was the game. You had about fourteen. They couldn't. They couldn't figure anything out. It's, it's a wrap. So, congratulations to to Michigan on the, on the national championship. They've been knocking on the door the last couple of years and finally found a way to break break through. Yeah, I I, I saw a couple of people saying like, oh, <clears throat> oh my goodness, we got another year where. You know, this is another blowout and everything like that. And, yes, when you look at the numbers, when you look at the score, it's going to say, okay, they won by three touchdowns. It's, it's mm-hmm. going to say that. But, like you said, it was literally – it was 20 to 13 with about – just about close to halfway to the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. And then that's when it just kind of unraveled. Yeah. So, literally, we're talking about maybe, you know, one or two-play difference to where we could be knotted up at 20 – or, you know, or, or something, you know, to where this, you know, something could have flipped to where now we got a, now we got a whole new game. And like I said, it'd be zero, zero pretty much. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I thought honestly, uh, Washington did play, play a heck of a game, especially on defense. Cause outside of, you know, besides the beginning of the game and really late in that game, cause it kind of just got out of hand they pretty much held Michigan in check once they made the adjustments yeah. and everything like that. It was just credit to Michigan's defense them, themselves. It was just the fact that, you know, they were able to not let um, not let Michael Penning sit in the pocket um, as much. He wasn't that comfortable. He, it was a couple of times no. where he had to – he couldn't stay on his, at his spot. He had to get off his spot, move a little bit. So that might have mm-hmm. led to why some of the throws were inaccurate or, you know, and everything like that. Um, and then – and, and 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 he got beat up pretty bad. I mean, he was, yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. hit pretty bad, man. He got beat up pretty bad. They they were coming. Uh, those that Michigan defensive line were were, were coming at him all night, um, sending all types of pressure, um, just getting as many quarterback pressures hits on the quarterbacks as much as they could, just to kind of you know get him off his spot. Because obviously, if if Penix could have got into any type of rhythm. <laughs> it, it, this might have would have been a different game. Just, just yeah. you know, just to be honest, just because there was a couple times where, for the most part, Michigan secondary did play pretty well, but there was another. There were other times where they had lapses in the back end, and they had, you know, poke and, and uh, poke and uh, Odusier running down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Just so happened that either Penix missed them, the defensive line got there in, in plenty of time, or there was penalties on Washington. You know, yeah. so. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, kind of, kind of tough on how how it. And obviously, if some of those things don't happen, 
who knows what how the outcome could have been and what 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 the score could have been and everything like that. So um, I thought all in all it wasn't a bad game. I thought it was a pretty decent game. It's definitely better mm-hmm. than uh, than the last you know yeah. few years that we had national championship games. So I know, like I said, I know when you look at the score, it'll say it, it looks like oh well this was another year of a blowout, and it's like. Yeah, I guess so. But if you're if you didn't watch the game, you wouldn't know that. But watching the game, yeah. you could see like, okay, this is it, it was, was pretty much game. there until about yeah. halfway through the fourth quarter, and then it just it kind of just went away. So last episode, we mentioned that if Michigan was gonna win, if Michigan won, we was gonna let our resident Michigan fan hop on the podcast. And let him get his 15 minutes of fame. Let him get his shine on. Let him give his, his State of the Union address. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Brashawn couldn't make it on, but he did leave a message for me to 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 give out to the listeners, to everybody, and everything like that. I, I, uh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. He just said, "Right now, just let it be known." That it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, and nobody has it better than us. Go blue. That's oh, all okay. he told me, and he said he said he's he, he's 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 good with that. He's he's good. He's happy that he's seen it, and now he's on to the NFL. He's like now I'm on to the Lions. Okay. And he was like he was like if the Lions if the Lions make some noise, he said then I'm really gonna be talking about. <laughs> and I, I got you, and I got you on there yeah. for sure. That, that, okay. that makes sense. So, okay. um, man, uh, a crazy college football season ends with you know Michigan on top. Yeah. Um, I think uh, they've already come out with some early uh, betting lines already for next year. I believe that they have Georgia as the favorites again. Vegas does. Yeah. Best odds of winning the national championship of next season. So, you know, we'll see. Um, depends on you know who's coming to who's staying, who's going, and everything like that, and and everything. So, it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, spring going into the summer to see what's happening. We've already heard that. Uh, who is it? Uh, Queen Ewers decided to come back for one yeah. more season at Texas. Um, I am drawing a blank of his name right now. The wide receiver from Ohio State, uh, Julian Fleming. No, no, no. Or, or you, oh, you're talking uh, about you talking about Marvin? No, uh, no, 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 not not Marvin. Oh. The other one, Fleming. Fleming just transferred. He's in the portal. Uh, yeah, he's going. Fleming's going to Fleming's going to Penn State. Are you talking about Emeka Abuka? Emeka Abuka. He's decided yeah. to come back for another year. Yeah. Um. So you know, as I'm saying, things things are. You know, things are there, you know, so we got mm-hmm. we got guys is out here, you know, obviously deciding to want to go, transferring, deciding to stay. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, figuring out what's going on with that. Uh, uh, is it Jerkins, Jerk, Jenkins, Jerkins, the running back Jerkins. from Ole Miss now going is going Ohio to State. be Ohio State. So, well, Howard's you know, going to Ohio State. Well, Howard's going to be Ohio State, yeah. So now mm-hmm. we, you know, there's – we already getting on the preseason hype of how we're looking at some of these teams. I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of teams that's going to be probably right there in the thick of it. I mean, Michigan, as long as probably is, if, if Harbaugh is still there, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be right in the thick of it. Georgia, um, I think Oregon Shoot. right there still in the thick or- of Oregon it. Just, Oregon just landed Evan Stewart. 
Yeah, Jay-Z and you know them. Just got Evan Stewart. So, uh, and on top of that, Dylan Gabriel. So, um, Oregon's gonna be right there in the thick of it, probably. Now we just mentioned about all the guys Ohio State had. They're probably gonna be right there in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Ole Miss is losing Jurgens, I mean, I still feel like they get they brought they're bringing back everybody else, so they're gonna be right there in the conversation, probably being a top ten team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> and depending on who is now going to be the next, I guess, coach in line down there in Tuscaloosa. You still can't really necessarily rule out Alabama. Uh, so, I don't, you know, a lot to look into, but it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be interesting going into this 12-team playoff now next year. Um, I saw that playoff schedule. That is insane. That the fact that the championship game is not going to be till January 20th, that is insane to me. But I don't even – I guess, but at the same time, I've been sitting here. We're sitting here crying, talking about college football season's over. So, but so I guess I got. We got to make our minds up. I <laughs> man, not to not not to this, not to not that far, man. Not they, that far. I, I'm so I'm I, I I do not like I I do not like this twelve team, man. The, just the schedule, I just. I don't think it's sustainable, man. I ain't gonna get too much into it. I'm just yeah. not a fan of it. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of it. You you're talking about playing national championship almost two two weeks later than what it already is or what it has been. So I just I don't know, man. These boys gonna be playing all um, they almost gonna be playing an NFL schedule. You already gotta go already fifteen and oh, you basically you maybe added what three if someone once again, depending if on someone, you, depending yeah, on depending on, on what you your are. seed is, you yeah. might play an extra three games. So if you win the Natty, you might play 16, 17 games. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. I'm, I'm not a fan, but it is what it is. It's happening yeah. now. So yeah, it's, it's 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 on the way, man. I know we can do it about it now. Nope. Uh, man, and we just kind of mentioned uh, about a little bit with with the situation down in Tuscaloosa with Alabama. We now know. Um, confirmed, signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, man, the goat. I got, I got to give him his credit, man. The goat, Nick Saban, um, is uh, retiring. Uh, announced his retirement yesterday. Um, Twenty-eight years coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, been down at Alabama since I believe what two thousand seven. So that's yes. that's oof, a, a, a long time. <laughs> Uh, a long time man uh, you know had previous stints um, at, at Michigan State and at LSU um, mm-hmm. one, one has seven total national championships six of them coming to Alabama and, and I mean and, and, and won it in different ways right I mean you know those first kind of three uh, BCS championships you can kind of say that was you know it was a run game it was defense you know uh, you can think about all the guys he had right Mark Ingram Trent Richardson Eddie Lacy uh, you know, defense, Marcel Darius, uh, just to name a few, right? Big, big, big Cody, uh, Terrence Cody. Yeah. Uh, Cody, Dante Howard. Dre Kirkpatrick, Dante Howard, right? And that's, that's the that's the early – Julio Jones, that's the, that's arenas, the early bit, right? Arenas, yeah, arenas, yeah. you know, that's that's the early bit, right? And then you think, you know, they haven't won one in a couple of years and you think all these teams is catching up to them and they, now we got the playoffs and they're all – they're not going to get there. Boom, what do you know? He wins three more. 
national championships in the in the college football playoff era. And that one he had, I mean, that's where, you know, now you can name off offensive and defensive. I mean, Derrick Henry, right? Jerry Judy, uh Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. I mean, I mean the, that twenty fifteen that twenty fifteen yeah. team he had alone was just I think arguably that's his best team. That that, that yeah. you know that twenty fifteen team that was that's Derrick Henry, OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just we 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 can be all night naming guys. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know he had he had Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa. You know, just <laughs> I mean Mac Jones. I mean I, I mean Young. I know Bryce Young. So you know, but you think about the quarterbacks that did like that one one Blake Sims. AJ McCarron. Yeah. Jake Jake, Jake Coker. Coker. Like, he was like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that you mean, Greg McElroy. You yeah, know, Greg yeah, Mc- he had so Mattis. many, you know, they just yeah. they've done so much, man. So it's just um two hundred and ninety-two wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just in, in incredible. I mean, I think something that we will never I, I don't I don't think we'll ever see anything like that ever again. And um now I don't know about you. When I first saw the news, I was like, "This is fake." <laughs> I, I, I said, "I said no." I said, "No, this is this 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 is not real, right?" Mm-hmm. Now, because I didn't think, you know, I, I thought maybe he would try to, you know, go out as a winner. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't think that maybe that last play of the snap being low and Miro trying to pick up and make a play, and that would be the end of it. And what yeah. we saw, but but now. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's been footage of that pregame uh, conversation between him and Kirby Smart at the SEC championship game. And the way the dialogue, if you haven't had a chance to see it, try to see it, the way the dialogue went, it kind of seems like this was something that maybe those two guys already knew that the, the end was near and we didn't even know it. it was right there in front of our faces. And it just so happened that, it didn't matter what happened this year that this was going to be savings last year. But, okay. I mean, man, just talk about just, man, just Nick Saban in general, bro. I don't even care how you want to start off with it. Yeah, you, you, you're talking about a, a coach who's done things that no one else has been able to do. Seven national championships, no one else has done that as a head coach. He's won national championships in three different decades, and, 2000s, 2010s, and then 20, you know, 2020s. Obviously, um, he never had a season as a as a losing. He never had a losing season. That's insane. As a head, as a head coach, that's insane. Just, just things like that. Alabama's rate number one for like 109 straight weeks in a row. Like it's just different things. All the recruiting classes we just named off. You know, some of the players that we're forgetting. We're forgetting plenty of them. Um, that he's had that rolled through that program, 49 first round draft picks. Like it's it's the level of consistency, the level of excellence that he has shown over his tenure, not just at Alabama. I mean, you go back to LSU, he won in that at LSU, but at his time at Alabama, the level of consistency, the level of success, the 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 pursuit of greatness that he 
display that we were able to be have a front row seat to watch. It's tough. It's tough to say that anybody is better than Nick Saban, and it's going to be tough to say it, that somebody's going to be able to catch Nick Saban. Either. He he's going to be the he's going to be the standard. Anybody that we say, okay, he's a great college football coach. All right, well, the best win is Nick Saban. So if you can figure that out, if someone gets that, then you deserve it because all the things that changed, I mean, you missed it. They were BCS. You won three three championships in the BCS, and then you turn around, okay, here comes the playoff. And like you said, there was a little stint where it was like, oh, you know, did, did they, you know, the teams catch up? Like, what's the, what's the deal? Especially after that first year, you go out there to the playoff and you you lose to Ohio State the way they did, and they come back the next year and they win it, and then you turn around and they win it again, and then you turn around and LSU wins it, then they come back the next year and blitz everybody. Like it's is you know, um, I didn't see it coming. I didn't think it was going to happen this year. Um, I know at some point, you know, getting up there in age, at some point he's probably going to shut it down, but. Same thing as you. I think I thought with the way the season ended and how close they were, I thought that he would give it one more run. But um, Nick Nick Saban, man, he just he 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 gives guys like myself, young coaches, something to strive for, something to look look at. Like that, he is the he is the gold standard. If there's anything I can do. If I can get to that, I know I've done something special. I know I've right. done something special. Um, and I mean, you—it's <laughs> it's funny you talking talking about it, man. I, the way I, the way I equated it was, you know, people talk about Michael Jordan and they talk about how, you know, obviously how great he how great he was as a player and everything. But people talk about how many Hall of Famers that played in the nineties that don't have a championship because of Michael Jordan. You think about all the great teams. If you want to go throughout the whole country, that's cool. But all the great teams in the SEC alone that weren't able to win a SEC championship or a national championship because of Nick Saban in Alabama. When you go back and actually think about it and look at some of those teams, you're like, he, they stopped a lot of good football teams from winning a national championship. And really the only team that kind of got in their way for a couple of years was, was Clemson. Clemson got them twice. Outside of that, you got a lot of teams, man, that you probably would think were national championship caliber teams and they weren't able to get over the hump. I don't want to bring you know, I don't want to bring up a, 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 a bad memory for you, but that 2012 Georgia team, oh. I think they do. I think they do the same thing to Notre Dame to that Notre Alabama Dame. did too. Yeah, too. I, I I tell people all the time that was that was the real national championship game. That I think was, that that Georgia team does. I think they blitz Notre Dame the same way that Alabama did. You talking about a couple of those Clemson teams that could have won one. You talk about the LSU team that they had. They played twice in that 20. in that one year. Um, that was twenty eleven. Yeah, that twenty that twenty eleven team. I I think if I think if 
if if in two thousand nine, if Texas plays anybody besides Alabama, uh, if if Cole McCoy get, doesn't get hurt, may, maybe maybe, you know, but, but you know, like you said, if they play, they play if they play anybody besides Alabama, that's probably yeah. this. Texas might you know Texas might have won the national championship that year, and it just you know just all the different teams, man, all the different teams, um, all the all the games, all the battles, even you know it's. it's there, there's so many great moments in college football that he has been a part of that it you you will not be able to talk about college football and you will not be able to talk about college football in this era without mentioning Nick Saban. There's no way you can talk about this era of college football and not mention Nick Saban. He's been a part of too many great games, too many big moments, too many memories where there's no way he'll be for he's a legend. He's a legend in this game. He'll forever be an Alabama legend. Um he'll be a college football legend. And uh I don't know. I was I was I was shocked. I was shocked that, that he shut it down. But um you know, you gotta know when to hang up your cleats and I guess you gotta know when you hang up your whistle too. Um so whoever I mean, whoever is the coach after him, man, good luck. But yeah, Nick Nick Saban is forever forever a football legend. I don't want to even pigeonhole him to just college football. He he was forever a football legend. Yeah, and you you kind of already mentioned it right, real briefly. Like, I guess where it is, they kind of already have the successor. I guess lined up. I guess we're just kind of waiting, is waiting, see on that, but. You know, a lot of speculation of trying to figure out who is going to be that next immediate coach. And it's kind of like what I said, like, and I don't know if you had a chance to check, but and what I kind of said in the in the, in the the Goonies chat, I'm like, who really wants to take that pressure on of being the next immediate coach following Nick Saban? Like, yeah, yeah. Because this is – they've got – you know, this is not like how when when – Nick took over in 2007 where, you know, it's, it had been a while since you kind of seen Alabama in the spotlight and everything like that. So it was just kind of like they were just hoping just to kind of get themselves back in the spotlight. But now it's kind of mm-hmm. like if you go – if you're not winning between 10 to 12 games a it's year rough. and you're not in the conversation, you know, they're going to be coming for your head in about three years, and they're going to say they want you out of here. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like who who wants to leave from whatever situation that they have, you know, at the moment to want to to wanna take that on? We've already seen Dan Lanny say, I'm staying in Oregon. I don't, don't, you know, yeah. don't, don't worry out. about me. I'm there, you know. So he's like, he's yeah. out. So it's like, you know, is it, is it, is, is it, you know, for a minute you were always wondering, you heard about Dabo. Is it Dabo? Is it? You know, is it going to be? I don't know. You know, my vote saying James Franklin. People are saying, you know, it's you know who yeah. who could possibly be that next coach. The only one that I could see that has the bravado and has that effort mentality, like I'll take it. I think I personally think it's going to be Lane Kiffin. I think I think to me I think Lane Kiffin makes the most sense. I think he's got the moxie. I think he's got the charisma. I think he he obviously 
he made he helped his reputation while he was at Alabama. Like he helped his reputation while he was at Alabama. Like yeah. To me, I think Lane Kiffin makes the most sense to me. But I don't yeah, the James Franklin, no, I didn't think it was gonna be Dan Lanning. Um mentioned between Dabo and and, and, and and Lane. I don't know about Dabo. I, if you know, it depends on how much you know, if they throw in the bag at Dabo, he might come on back. You know, it's all my so he might come on back home. But to me, I'm thinking Lane Kiffin. I'm thinking like he he he's been a little too quiet. It's only been what a day, a day now. But yeah. he's been a little just a little too quiet. You you would think maybe you hear something. I think Lane Kiffin is the guy. If if I'm if I'm on that committee, I'm trying to get Lane Kiffin to and, come. And I mean he and he knows how to Lane Kiffin, he knows how to work the porter real well. I mean, you know, this mm-hmm. is something that you know, that was the porter was something that uh, you know, Coach Saban really wasn't, you know, a, a big fan of, which mm-hmm. a lot of the coaches, in a way, have their pros and cons on it. But yeah. Lane Kiffin does work the Porter real well. He's one of the few coaches for sure that works it like to a T to 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 how it wants to be. So I wouldn't be surprised at that neither. Um, I just know Kirby is off limits. Don't don't even come look that way. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he would. I don't think he would yeah. leave either. Though. I don't, I don't think, think so leave. either. But it's just like you said. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's gonna have to somebody whoever it is. Somebody's gonna have to have that mentality and that thick skin to be like to to be like effort to to mm-hmm. take on to take on that pressure because that's this is this is like you know whoever this was is gonna come after and coach after Don Shula for the Dolphins. You know this is like. This is whoever it was, you know, you know, once kind of like what I say in North Carolina for his basketball, what Hubert Davis yeah. is having to deal with now after after Roy Williams and after Dean Smith. You know, it's kind of like Shoot, Coach, Coach Shire was going on with Coach K. You know, it's kind of yeah. like we got to make sure you're ready for this. And can you – are you going to be, you know, because we're yeah. like used to – we're used to, hey, at least we're we're one of the ones that's – Year in and year out, when you got to mention national championship contenders, we are one of those teams, you know. So it's just kind of like the the guy has to be ready for it. I, you know, prayers to him, whoever it is. Best good luck to him because yeah. you know it's kind of like, and I don't think, and I you know I don't know people, and I get it, you know, because you love to hate them, right? You love to hate them, and and and, and, and you know, because you, you get so used to seeing so many. I, don't get me wrong. Once I found out it was true, you know, I was like, dang. And then um, after that, I was kind of like, oh, thank God. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I'm just, you just, start you know in, good, in a way boy. you start, you start feeling good. But, but I can't, I don't think that Alabama is not just going to go from constantly being in there to going down to being, you know, a six, seven, eight win team. Like I still you know, they still gonna be right there in the thick of it. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna be like, you know, they just gonna be yeah. out here just you know, like like what what they, what, uh, what why did why like why did Auburn roll Toons Corner for that? That to, to, that was like that was so lame. That to me that was so lame. That was so that, that was what, so what, little what, brother of them. See, what was was going to make people? What's going to be sick? What's going to make everybody sick? Is if whoever gets that job comes in, 
and them boys mess around and make it back to the SEC championship yeah, or something like that, boy. Now, I'm talking about next year. Oh, oh, yeah. people yeah, going to be, gonna be uh, high. They're going to be seeing like it's the same thing. Like That's the thing. It's like you said. Now, the portal is closed right now, I, I believe. But, I mean, it'll open up in the spring. But whoever you get in, if you can get that coach in and you're able to talk to these dudes and keep them there, your quarterback is coming back. You got peace on your defense coming back. Yeah. Peace on your offense coming back. And you know, people are still going to come to Alabama. Like, it's not like. Yeah. Just Nick Saban is a big part of that. And he'll probably still be around. That's it. The stigma of Alabama is still Alabama to this point. Like, I think whoever the coach, whoever is the coach, I think that, I don't think that stigma is going anywhere. I don't think that reputation is going anywhere. So, teams are going to have to deal with them. Um, But yeah, it'd be, you know. Them, I didn't know they rolled too. That's yeah, that's 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 real, little brother. I was like, that's that's that's, real that's, that's, that's yeah. so little brother, and I'm not even a part of they that be, rival. They, they better like, they better so beat them next brother. year. They doing all that. They better beat them. How about that? Don't win. Like, don't dude. do it. Don't don't get it done. <laughs> I said, dude, that's do a, I, I said, dude, that's so little brother of y'all. Like, how why would y'all do that, bro? But you know, I mean, yeah, I they not going. They're not going to fall off just like that. It's not. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. I mean. You know, it's just realistically, it's just. It's yeah, just, I, 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 would, I would be surprised. Be. And, on, and on top, because like you said, I think I, I, I do believe the portal is closed now, mm-hmm. and especially since I think you know technically classes is about to start rolling back in here for the spring, so it's going to be kind of hard for if it was even open for God, which I mm-hmm. think they, I think now they do get an extra. So I saw something where they say they get like another thirty days or so to. Oh, okay. Try to do something, I guess, since they were in the playoffs. But like I like I also mentioned, classes about to start back in. So when yeah. you're factoring in trying to transfer, you still got to think about that part of it too. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, those guys can't. To to me, I don't think can't really go anywhere until the spring kind of opens back up to where you know it kind of opens back up around the spring. You know, for spring ball and everything like that. So. You know, I don't know. Like I said, and I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they said something to where, you know, he'll still be around, Saban will still be around, maybe just kind of like what, uh, in a what kind of like what Pete Carroll was supposed to be kind of doing up there in Seattle, kind of, I guess, mm-hmm. like as an advisory role, but still with, the, you know, still with the with the program and everything like that. So, and like you said, the, the, the aurora of it, the mystique of it is just still, it's going to be there, right? Who's going to, who's not going to want to, stay there for that knowing I can kind of still get what I want out of this or whatever or whatever you're trying to get from so um man best of luck though yeah uh, you know like I like I said how I reacted that's the same way how I reacted when I found out Kobe retired I was like oh thank god because he was he was still busting he was still busting dudes for 40 50 <laughs> at, at, at almost four you know I was like dude he yeah. Go sit down, please. <laughs> you know, please, please go sit down. So it's just, you know, <laughs> I was rough. like, you know, man. But yeah, man. Best of luck to Coach Saban for sure, man. It's wishing nothing but the best. Uh, like I said, love him. You, you, you love to hate him, hate to hate him. It don't matter. At the end of the day, that's the goat. No ifs, ands, mm-hmm. buts about it. You know. No ifs, ands, buts about it. No, no ifs, ands, buts about it. That's the goat, man. That's the goat. Uh, so now moving on to to the NFL here, 
we're here. We've made it to the playoffs. It's the postseason now, new season here. Um, and then we also just had uh, pretty much Black Monday kind of happen as well this yeah. past week. We now have – well, there was a couple teams who – a few teams who actually fired their coaches during the season. Mm-hmm. And then we had more firings at the end of the season. But now we have, count them, I believe, eight – coaching vacancies now that's available so about a, about mm-hmm. a, uh what a quarter of the league is missing a, a a head coaching job that's we got the panthers the yep. commanders mm-hmm. uh, the raiders the titans um the chargers the falcons and then we just kind of recently found out pretty much these past couple days uh p carroll being let go in seattle is him moving to advisory role and then Bill Belichick in New England. So now we have Panthers, Commanders, Raiders, Titans, Seahawks, Falcons, Chargers, and Patriots all looking for coaching vacancies. And um, I kind of thought that my original question was, which I I still go with it, was I guess who had like the best available spot that you would like as a coach. And initially when the first group of vacancies was available – I thought it was going to be Atlanta. Uh, But then when I found out that Seattle was kind of letting go with Pete Carroll, I was like, oof, that may be the best spot to go to now just because of the roster's already kind of together. You know what they have. They Mm -hmm. pretty much was – if they if they would have split with the Rams, maybe they could have they would have been in the playoffs. They would have – you know, they were just a game game out of it and everything like that. So, you know – who do you think is the, that best spot to land in if you're a up-and-coming coach wanting to try to figure out to get hired? Where would you want to go coming into this next season in the NFL? Not being a homer, man, I think it's the Falcons. And, you, and just you're talking about in non-bias, non-bias. Talking about a team that's been seven and seven and ten these last three years. If you look at the weapons that they've had, they have on offense with Drake, London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier. You got Van Jefferson in there now. You have Cordell Patterson. I'm sorry, remiss if I don't bring him up. And you have all these guys on offense, and then you went out and spent a lot of money on this defense in the off season before this past year and it paid off. You go and get JC Bates and he's a pro bowler and I'm not even, it, he should have been a all pro. He's all pro. Yeah. Yeah. All, uh, first team, all pro at safety. You go get Calais Campbell. You get these linebackers. The Falcons have some linebackers that can run and may play sideline to sideline. You boasted up that, that defensive front. Um, Grady Jarrett missed, Basically, the whole season, you're going to get him back uh, for next year. They need an end. You need somebody to come off the edge and continue to help create pressure um, on the quarterback. But this defense was one of the best defenses all year. You're talking about, I don't know where they finished at the end of the season, but they were a top 10 defense all season. You need a quarterback. You need a quarterback. I think the Falcons are a quarterback, and if if they can get them a defensive end, they find them a quarterback. Maybe another wideout, maybe a guy a, a guy that can that can separate a little bit. 
I'm a different, a different body type. There's a, you know, if I can have a lot of big body guys um, catching the football, you can find you a, a smaller guy, a little shifty type guy, something like that. But Atlanta's not a bad spot. I don't think they're in a bad spot. The division is bad right now. Tampa Bay ended up winning it, but the division sucks. Um, I hate that part of it. But to me, I think Atlanta right now has the pieces. If if you can find you a quarterback, you you got a good chance to make some noise, man. You a run game, a solid run game, a good defense. That's always going to translate and be able to win your games in the in the postseason. You just need good good quarterback play. And if you find you a, a good solid young quarterback to build this thing around, why not? Hmm. See, that's the thing, right? So you think, and and I honestly I agree with you as well. I think they should take the route of getting a young quarterback. I I think we 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 you know we you had the debacle with the whole Deshaun Washington thing, and then yeah. the year the next year after that, which is this past season, you're hearing about trying to see about Lamar Jackson, even though technically he was never available. I, I just want to I just want to throw that out there. He was never available. Um, and then now, I call, of course, now, you know, we hit the, the mishaps that we had here with Desmond Ritter. Uh, and now, you know, the murmurs of you've heard to well, well, maybe look out for Kirk Cousins or uh, look out for Russell Wilson or, oh, they should trade for Justin Fields. And, you know, it's, to, to me, I, I think we're, we are past all that. We've tried it. Let's go get you a young gun. Let's yep. go get a young. Let's go get a young quarterback. Get him on this this rookie deal, because you you got other guys here in a few that you're gonna have to decide on and 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 to yep. pay them right. What about AJ Terrell? Like you know, are, yeah. well, you got to decide on whether you want to give him pick up his option and then maybe decide on to pay him. Then after that, you got to worry about Kyle Pitts, who now we've been finding out he's pretty much was playing hurt <laughs> all year, all year. You yeah. know, you know, and then and then then you got a couple more years down the road where you're gonna have uh, Drake London, and, and, and so it's just kind of like, and you still gotta you still got some have some money around here to maybe try to bring in, like you said, an edge rusher, uh, another wide a wide receiver too. Pretty much, basically, is what's needed now. Um, you know, to to kind of bring in. So it's kind of like, why would I want to either a take on somebody's contract already? Or bring somebody in who has to come in for a prove it year or or whatever, or trying to see they're trying to play to get an extension and now we gotta pay him all this money unnecessarily mm-hmm. when we can just go draft a young guy and let it go from there. But I think that also depends on who's gonna be the coach. Hearing a lot of talk about Bill Belichick, I'm not a fan. I think we should get – and I get it, you know, they're thinking, oh, get somebody with experience. But honestly, I just feel like respectfully the game has kind of passed him on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Bill. And I'm yeah, out. I'm, I'm out on that too. I think we should go get another coordinator. And I get it. We haven't had good history right now with draft, getting the coordinator coming in and being the head coach, and it just hasn't worked out in, in totality. Yeah. But – these group of guys that's out here that we, you know, that we can interview or have interview, 
I think can make a difference. Like, honestly, seriously, like John Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, you true. know, this is this is there's 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 some exceptions to it to where it doesn't necessarily have to be oh somebody who has some experience before so that's mm-hmm. that you know i mean i i don't know i don't do you know. I, do you I, do you try to do you promote ryan nielsen ooh defensive coordinator either either you try to do that or just make sure nobody else try to get him as a dc he has to stay I mean, this. That's what I'm saying. So it, I mean, God, it's, I mean, bro. It's. I mean, you should think about it, right? Like, now I don't know. Like statistically, I don't know if we were able to stay in the top ten defenses because of the last two games, how it was kind of bad. But for the most part, mm-hmm. we were a top ten defense all year. I mean, kind of still need a more. We kind of still need a little bit more help with with the edge rushing for sure. Um, that's definitely needed. I would say AJ Terrell kind of regressed just a little bit this year. He did give up uh, more plays than, than normally than he has the past couple of years, but I, I think you got to. At worst, he has to stay at DC, and, and 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 nobody else can take him. So I'm hoping that you know he can get retained, um, and whoever the head coach in will let will let him stay and realize like whatever you had going on is deep. We're gonna keep that rolling. And let's get this offense together because, like you said, the weapons are there. We have B. John Robinson, Tyler Algier, uh, um, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. The offensive line pretty much it, it was it was pretty damn good this year. It was pretty solid. I mean, you know, old man Jake is still holding in over there on the left side. Uh, Bergeron was a great rookie. Uh, Dalman was good, man. Of course, you know Chris Lindstrom once again another Pro Bowler. Um, mm-hmm. I know Mitch McGarry is is up and down sometimes, but I mean that, that's a we 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 had a pretty pretty a pretty solid offensive line, man. Yeah. So our only thing you like you said, only thing that's there that's needed to be addressed is the quarterback position. We if we would have had any type of competent quarterback play consistently, we could have easily been a ten win team. The the record could have been flipped. Yeah, you're right. The the Falcons in total defense they ranked eleventh in the in the but you know so, total defense so right yards so yards yards per game yeah they were giving up three twenty one which was eleventh in the in the league so right right outside of it I, I thought yeah. so but even even still I couldn't tell you the last time we had a defense no nope. even that even that that, close. that looked like that yeah <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean yeah. so. You know, I you, I you know I don't know, and like you said, the division still is bad. We don't know what Carolina's going to look like. Yeah, Tampa Bay won the division, but they literally they only they won it by kicking field goals. They didn't even score a touchdown on Carolina. You know what I'm saying? And 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 well, and I'm and I'm always think it don't matter it don't matter what the score is and every however is get done. I'm always say New Orleans is poo cheese. I'm gonna always say they suck. Yeah, that that's was what it is. So yeah, that's that. But I mean, man, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see um, what mm-hmm. happens. Um, you know, especially now that New England is available, um, Seattle's available, and you, you know, there's Atlanta. The the I mean. I think, I think um, the Chargers is kind of yeah. the Chargers is interesting mm-hmm. 
but in a way, they are in salary cap hell. Like a lot of it's, it's yeah. not a lot that they can do. Um so you kinda whoever the coach is kinda has to work with what they have there because Yeah. Yeah. I just man, I golly for the chart. I hate it for the Chargers, man. I I don't think they missed. I don't think they missed the window because Justin Herbert is still balling and he's he's young and he's going to be good for years to come. But when they had everything with the health going the way they it needed to go, man, they had some chances, man, to to make some runs and just couldn't. I think there's one team that already has their coach and they just need to go ahead and pull the trigger. Las Vegas. Oh, I think, yeah. I think I, I, I think Antonio Pierce should be your head coach. coach. I don't I don't I don't see I don't see why not. There's no way you can tell me that he should not be the, the coach for the Las Vegas Raiders if you watch how they played before and then after. I know they had a little lapse, but you're talking about them playing with a fifth round pick at quarterback. And not playing bad. I mean, that defense was playing better. Um, he made plays. You go on the road. You beat Kansas City for the first time um, in forever. Like this, this is. I think AP did a good job. I think Coach Pierce did a good job with that team. I think they played hard. I think they played for him. Um, I, I would. To me. They would be dumb if they did not hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach. So we'll see. I think the Raiders have their coach. I think the Raiders have their coach. Honestly, I thought I thought that the Raiders were going to be one of, if not the worst team in 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 the league. Right. Yep. And to go from how they were looking to finishing, I mean, you know. Finishing at eight and nine, and I thought they were gonna be like three, four wins at max. Yes, yeah. and they was about to blow it up and trade Devontae Adams and everything like mm-hmm. that. If they let Antonio Pierce walk out of Las Vegas, they don't want to win. Yeah, that's tough. At that point, I'm convinced they don't even want to win because how do you, you you can't let him just walk out of there like that? Not that's just yeah. There's just no way you can. They were playing too well. Yeah, so we'll see. But well. they they did it before because they let Rich, Richie uh, Basaccia go, and you know, so we'll see. They made the playoffs with him yeah. as the interim, and they let him go. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So and obviously, more than likely, a lot of these. Uh, teams that has these vacancies are probably going to be waiting for some of these teams mm-hmm. in the playoffs to kind of have their season to be finished or whoever may be in the Super Bowl kind of waiting on the, those coaches to get done so they can kind of do their uh, due diligence on whoever they want to try to bring into the into the franchise. Um, so it's, it's still early, but there's as time goes along, before we know it, uh, these vacancies are going to get filled and you know, we'll be having discussions on who, you know, is, is going where and everything like that. So um, that's what's going on right there for the Farts. Offseason-wise, uh, on the field, we got Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, 
crazy wild card crazy just crazy everything right the the matchups the storylines it's just how else is <laughs> it's, it's kind of almost like it I don't like using that word, and I'm not going to say it, but it's just kind of like, man, the way it just gets set up, uh, <laughs> it's just it's mind-boggling sometimes, right? I mean, if you look over in the AFC, we got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. So Tyreek Hill facing his, his former team in the playoffs there. You got the Browns and the Texans. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it would have been it would have been even more crazy if Deshaun Watson was playing. It, it, Man, it, like what? it would have it would have been crazy, right? Over in the NFC, you got the Rams and the Lions playing against each other. So the 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 the, the trade that happened between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Now this is happening, and then you got the Cowboys and the Packers. Uh, Mike McCarthy, former coach at Green Bay, now getting ready to, mm-hmm. to go against his former team. It's just that those 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 lineups there that just those alone is just it's just crazy right yeah so I, you know anything can happen man but what, what which game are you looking forward to most out of out of super wild card weekend man There's, like you said, there's so many different places I could go with this, man. If I had to pick one, I'm just going to pick one because normally when you ask me a question like this, I'm like, well, I have two. I'm not going to cop out. <laughs> I'm going to go to one. I would say I would say Philly and Tampa Bay. What Philly team is going to show up? Like, what 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 are we doing? Are 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 Will the reigning NFC champions please stand up? Will you please stand up? This has been going on long enough. We really haven't mentioned it or really talked about it for real the way we needed to talk about it. But Philly's been playing like ass. Excuse my French. But Philly has been playing bad. They have got to get it together. This team is too talented the way it is constructed roster-wise, offense, defense, players all over the field, playmakers all over the field. They have guys. They have to put it together because I still think Philly is one of the better teams in the NFC. I still think it's San Francisco, Dallas, and Philly. I still think that's it. I don't think that Detroit is ready. Even though LA has been, the Rams have been playing well, I don't think the Rams are going to make a run. And, you know, the Packers are the Packers. I think they were fine, but I don't think they're going to make a run either. Philly has a chance to make a run back to the to the Super Bowl, but they have to bring get back that that bravado, that mojo, that swag, whatever they had last year, they gotta figure out a way to to get that ball up and, and, and take it take it down to Tampa Bay on Monday night because Tampa can beat them. They have been playing well. Tampa has been playing well as late. I don't think they're gonna win this game kicking field goals. Um but just 
how the the defense not playing like it's this is just not the Philly team that we're used to seeing as of late these last couple of years. We're not used to seeing this Philadelphia squad the way they've been playing, um, and they have a golden opportunity to go on the road and silence some of that noise. So I I'm, I'm interested to see what Philly does. Their favorite right now, their three point favorite. Um, Philly needs to show up. Philly needs to show up. If they lose on Monday night to Baker Mayfield, if they lose on Monday night to Baker Mayfield and the team that won the NFC South, there there's going to be some questions that got to be answered by Nick Sirianni and that staff, Jalen Hurts, those those guys, those leaders. They're going to answer some real tough questions because at the beginning of the year, Philly was supposed to be going back to the Super Bowl. And right now, the way they play, they might have a first-round exit. So that's the game I'm most interested in. Mm, the game I'm most interested in is actually going to be uh, the Packers and Cowboys. Okay. Um, just because it's, it's funny, and I, I kind of mentioned it uh, earlier today as well um, on my own social media, but quiet is kept – Jordan Love had a hell of a year this year. Um, he had over forty one hundred yards. I think he finished. In, I think he finished top ten in yards. He was second in passing touchdowns. Um, Thirty two touchdowns, just to eleven interceptions. Um, I think his QBR was in the top ten as well. Um, the, the receiving core got it together here. They're they're coming along. Obviously, getting Aaron. You know, there's Aaron Jones there. AJ Dillon. Um, Rashawn Gary and those go those boys on defense has kind of been they've been very 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 solid, mm-hmm. um, and you know this is the time of the year that we're looking for Dallas to say you know to you know y'all gonna barbecue y'all gonna meal do you know that's it on, yeah. on, on, you know we we get it another twelve another twelve win season this time you get the NFC East crown uh, for the second time in three years. Um, so now, you know, you're sitting up here in the two seed, but, you know, and granted, this game is at home. They play well at mm-hmm. home. I don't think they've lost a game all season all year, yeah. um, at home. So this is, this is, this is cool, but we haven't seen them, you know, really perform that well here recently in the playoffs. And, you know, that's just the stigma that they have. This is what the, the that's just the monkey that they got to get out their back, and this is not going to be an easy opponent that they can just walk all over, um, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how they are, and you know, hopefully they're not you know looking ahead to where they may have to play possibly Philly or you know Detroit again, you yeah. know, maybe or maybe even you know, well, yeah, either possibly you know Detroit again or. Maybe Philly, you know, in the next round. Hopefully, they're not looking ahead because if they do, this this Green Bay Packers team can can catch them off guard. Yeah. Um, it's I think it's going to be closer than what people think. So, uh, hopefully, they just they lock in, they on that A game, and and they can roll. Because uh, if not, they they could be in some trouble for sure. So that's that's to me that's the game I'm most interested in because I, I tell you what. I'm not 
I'm not going to force myself to download Peacock to watch the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I'm just, I'm just going to miss it. I'm sorry. I, w- I was going to wait to say something about that when we got ready to pick the games. What are we doing? What, what, what are we actually doing? Saturday night, there are two games on, on Saturday. Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs. What in your right mind makes you think, NFL, to put this game on Peacock. It's the playoffs. This is this is not, like ex- exclusively is not on it. Like this not is like, not like regular season. This is not a regular season where you have ten other games on that day, dude. Earth, there are two games. Two games. What do we? Peacock. Peacock. That's what we're doing. We're putting the Dolphins and the Chiefs on Peacock. We're putting a playoff game, a playoff game on Peacock. Out that, bro. I just it made my head hurt. Like yeah. stuff like that because it's stupid. That makes my head hurt. Yeah. You're gonna lose like so. So so people that don't have Peacock now have to. Well, now we got to go and get Peacock to watch the game now. But you don't like the illegal streaming neither. So which one is it? Because it's gonna be plenty. I'm just gonna throw it out though. With oh, a lot yeah. of people that's gonna that's gonna stream this thing, and it ain't gonna be through Peacock. So Peacock ain't gonna make a whole ain't gonna make the money they think they're gonna make. It's just <laughs> dumb, bro. Like you got the bro, the local people in Kansas City won't be able to watch the game. Think about that. That's insane. the people that don't go to the game in Kansas City won't be able to flip to Fox, flip to CBS to NBC to watch their local team play the game. It's ridiculous. It's ri- I, whatever. I don't know. I don't so know. Dumb. It's so dumb. dumb. And I was it's like, I, I told myself, I said, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not I'm not going to do that. Because yeah. I'm not going to do that knowing that I'm not going to actually use the stream, that streaming service. That's just, that's insane. Not, yeah. That's insane. I, anyway. Let's get to the pickings, bro. Let's get to it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get to them. So we gonna we're gonna start off with the Saturday games. We're gonna go in order with the man. First game on tap, um, down in Houston. Uh Cleveland Browns, led yeah. by Joe Flacco, going down to face rookie CJ Stroud here, down in Houston, another home playoff game for the Texans. Um first time in a, in in a, in a while, what, twenty nineteen since they've yep. had a playoff game. So um Man, crazy, crazy year, right? For both two two coaches who were probably lead candidates for coach of the year, Miko mm-hmm. Ryan's and Kevin Stefanski. Um, man, who you got in this one? I'm going to take the Browns, and I'm going to take the Browns because of quarterback experience. I'm going to take them because of quarterback experience and that defense. I think that Joe Flacco being in this situation before. Having obviously played in playoff games before, played in big games before, won a Super Bowl. I think that experience is definitely going to help him. And I think that this defense, the defense for the Browns, will make things tough for CJ Stroud. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with the experience at quarterback um, pair with that defense. That, that Cleveland Browns defense is for real. I mean, you pair that with an experienced quarterback who's done it before, who's made deep playoff runs and had, has had to go on the road to do so, I'm, I'm going to roll with him. So I'm going to go with the Browns to beat the Texans in the tight one. 
I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, probably low scoring uh, just because I know these two teams played in the regular season as well, but I don't think C.J. Stroud played in that game, so it kind of that one got blown out out of hand uh, and everything like that. But like you said, bro, that, that Cleveland defense is just – is 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 wicked good. Um, don't know what's the status going to be for uh, for Denzel Ward, but I think they're saying that he's on track to play. Um, but even still, even if he doesn't play, that defense is man. Is I don't know, bro. That that's Cleveland is probably one of those teams that I really, really wouldn't want to. Nope. Really, wouldn't really wouldn't want to see right now. No so. parts. Um, I'm going. I'm gonna roll with Cleveland as well. I think they get it done. Um, I know the Texans are gonna be glad they're going to, that they are going to be at home, but I think, like you said, the experience and the fact that that defense is just gonna be so tough to stop. Um, I think Cleveland gets it done um, mm-hmm. on the road. All right, next up we got um, <laughs> that said mentioned game uh, Saturday night between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Um, Tyreek Hill going in the Arrowhead for the first time since being traded. It's gonna be cold as hell out there. I Dude. think. Uh, I think the temp is gonna be right at zero, and possible with the wind chill. Talking about what negative twenty, negative thirty, something like. It's, I don't know something. It's gonna be something ridiculous. Too damn cold. Um, man, two teams who. On paper, you know, very supposed to be very, very solid teams, but mm-hmm. can't can't really trust, I guess. So it's kind of like who who are you trusting more <laughs> in this situation? Who you got in this one? That's exactly the point. That's the question. Who do you trust more? Because you can't trust Miami to go on the road and win a game, and you really haven't been able to trust Kansas City all year just with all the things that they've dealt with. I think with the elements, I think with the injuries on defense that Miami has, it's going to be tough to overcome. This is going to be a tight one. Kansas City is favored by five points. I don't even think it is. I, I think that's too much. I think that's too big of a spread. I'm going to go with Kansas City because they're at home. Because Kansas City is at home and the Dolphins are struggling on the road, plus the weather conditions, I just think that it, it, it lends itself for Kansas City to win this football game. So I'm going to roll with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I think the everybody, you know, obviously around this time of the year is injured, but just who's injured is what's hurting Miami. You know, you lost Jalen Phillips early in the season with the Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. You know, Bradley Chubb now with the ACL injury. Um, it's, I think there's just going to be a lot to overcome. Um, the way that Miami just struggles on the road, yeah. um, it's just it's hard, it's hard to trust. Um, and I think obviously now when you think about it, right, the way that the weather is going to be and how it is, this is this is going to be an Isaiah Pacheco game. Clearly. I mean, him and probably him and a little bit of, you know, Clyde was a lair, it's, it's going to be their type of game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just because, in a way, 
outside of Travis Kelsey, even you know, if he can get open outside of him, you don't trust any of the other wide receivers. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, what's the rookie Rice? Maybe Rice, Rasheed Rice, Rasheed Rice, just a little bit. But everybody else, eh, I don't know. Offensive line's kind of been shaky, but they've been able to run the run the ball pretty real. So I just think that this is definitely a, a Isaiah Pacheco type of game, and uh, I'm rolling with the Chiefs too. I think they get it done. Them being at home, uh, that's gonna make a difference for them that that temperature that weather that cold is just gonna work in their favor so mm-hmm. i'm taking the Chiefs. i'm taking the Chiefs as well so those are the saturday games and we're rolling the sunday first game on tap there we got uh the pittsburgh steelers once again man def taxes and mike <laughs> tomlin finishing with a winning record just chalk it up man I chalk mean, it up Chalk it I up mean, every year. Goodness, bro. Yeah. They just they and this is this is Kenny Pickett, Mr. Bisky, Mason Rudolph. This it don't Ooh. matter who they figure coaching, it out. Coaching matters. It does. I'ma leave it you alone because you fired. You fired now. So I'm gonna leave you alone, FedEx. I'm gonna leave you alone. But anyway. Okay. You got Stillers. Going up there to Orchard Park, man. Stop laughing at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers going into Orchard Park. <laughs> going up against the uh, going up against yeah. uh, going up against the Buffalo Bills, who probably now is outside. Like I think outside of probably Baltimore and San Francisco, the hottest team in the NFL right now. Um, the Buffalo yeah. the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. Um, Coming along from being at one point stuck at five hundred and now reared off five straight to win the division again, um, getting a chance to be at home man for this playoff game. Who you got in this one between the Steelers and the Bills? I'm gonna go with the Bills. I've gone back and forth with this one. I just once again that Steelers defense is for real. I think Josh Allen just makes a. Once again, man, I, I'm gonna take the experienced quarterback, man. Like I, I have to. You got experience on your side. You're at home in those conditions. The Bills Mafia is gonna be rocking. They are the two seed in the AFC. I'm gonna go with Buffalo to win this one. I think that I think the Steelers would have matched up better against Miami. I think they matched up better against Miami. Um, I think going on the road to go play. The Bills, especially the style of play that they are using, I think it, it, it this matches up well with them versus the Steelers. Um, and I'm gonna take that experience at quarterback. I don't. I'm gonna take the Bills. I'm taking Josh Allen and the Bills. He he cannot turn the ball over though. You cannot turn the football over. There are dudes on that defense in Pittsburgh. If you turn that ball over, it will go to the house. You throw Mika Fitzpatrick one if you want to. It, it might be a house call. You cannot turn the football over. But I'm gonna go with the Bills. Uh, yeah, having having no T.J. Watt hurts a lot. Yeah, for for Pittsburgh. Um, so that in itself, I have to go with the Bills too. Um, at home. Playoff crowd gonna be rocking. Bills mafia, like you said, gonna be going crazy because they 
who would have thought a month ago that they would even been exactly. <laughs> in this situation. They might have thought that they've been fighting for their playoffs live, trying to just get in, right, and just to try to see if they can get on the road and win some. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like Josh Allen and what he has a little bit more than what the Steelers do. Um, it's just – it's simple as that for me, so I'm I'm going with the Bills as well. All right, then we got the the afternoon game here between um, the the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, one of the better playoff rivalries that we know in the NFL. Getting a chance to meet up one more time here. I think the last time we saw these two teams play each other in the playoffs, it was the Dez caught it, didn't catch it, whatever side you on game. <laughs> uh, but this one is down in Jerry's World at AT&T, um, at AT&T Stadium and everything. So this one, this one's going to be down there. The Cowboys have played extremely well at home. They haven't lost a home game all season. Um, but like I said, this is a very sneaky Packers team that they're facing here right here. Who you got, though, in this one? Dallas says he lose at home. Give me Dallas. I, yeah. I, I think it's going to be close, but I like Dallas, too. Um, just the fact that them being at home for them they are the most experienced team out of this as mm-hmm. well um it's just you know this is the Packers with Jordan Love first time first year starter him going into the playoffs um you know obviously they've been to the playoffs before but that was you know Aaron Rodgers and him being on the sideline for it so a little mm-hmm. different now when you're going to be the guy uh and I just I just think that the it's close, but I think the Cowboys, they're a better team, so they should come out on top. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, then you got the nightcap that Sunday night between uh, the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions. Uh, man, the Detroit Lions having a home playoff game for the first time. <sighs> Jesus, a long t- in a long God, time. Man. In a long time. I guess what probably Barry Sanders somewhere in the nineties, maybe probably had last to be time Barry it might have been, you know, yeah, they've had, had they had Barry. a home playoff game. Um and it's just it's just so befitting that they're they're facing their former franchise quarterback, well both teams with their former franchise quarterbacks uh facing each other here in the playoffs. So Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit in Ford Field for a playoff game, something that he never could do. He'd been to yep. the playoffs, but he never won a division to where he can host uh, a playoff year. game. And, and 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 here is Jared Goff um, going up against his former team, who he led to a Super Bowl with, uh, going up against f- f- former coach and everything like that. So mm-hmm. um, this this game is interesting to to say the least. But who you who you got in this one? Upset alert. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams to go on the road to win this game. I think the Rams have been playing good football, especially as of late. I think Matthew Stafford has been having a really, really good year. I think they've been running the ball well. They've um, obviously been able to throw the ball well. Obviously, you still got Cooper Cup, but then you got your rookie, uh, Puka, that's out there balling as well. I think the Rams are primed and, and 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 ready to make some teams sweat for lack of a I think they're gonna make some. I think they'll make some teams sweat. They, 
you're talking about teams that you don't want to play. I don't think the Rams are a team that you want to play going into this playoff, the way that they're playing um, late in the year. So I'm going to go with the Rams to go on the road. I think the Rams go on the road and beat Detroit. They uh, silence that crowd out there in four field, and it's a uh, short-lived, short-lived jubilee in Detroit. I think the, the Rams take care of business and get it done. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the crowd's going to be excited. They're going to be, you know, very, very pumped, very amped up for it. Um, you know, but I, I'm, I like the Rams for some reason, too. I just think um, I think Detroit is going to be a great team here in the future. They're mm-hmm. going to be right there on the running. Um, when you mention, you know, mention them maybe for the, you know, the, the, the top NFC teams. Uh, but I don't know if they're ready yet to make, you know, that run or mm-hmm. you know get out get out of the first round and, and and get there. I think you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a learning experience and the fact that you got you know Matthew Stafford who who you know he didn't do it in Detroit but he did it with the Rams. He he know he yeah. made a run all the way to the Super Bowl. Sean McVay's been to the Super Bowl twice. You know so and of course ninety nine still over there. Yeah. He's still, still out there. there. He's still he's out still, there. I mean, I, he's still I, I, lurking. I, I know, I know people. I know it ain't been as much talk about it, but ninety nine mm-hmm. still over there. Um, and I just think once again, experience just plays a part. And I just think that you know, somehow, some way, now I think feel like now you got to think that Dan Campbell finds a way to just do something to to not. To give them a chance to lose it, so man, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I'm rolling with the Rams too. I think uh, I think the Rams get it done, and they up, they upset, and we get a we get another road team uh, with a with a victory there. Um, and then you got the Monday night capper, um, Monday night football between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Um, on paper, you know it should go one way, but the Eagles, who it looked like, you know the first. 10, 11 weeks of the season look like they could have been one of the, you know, on the way to what you said, well on their way to representing the NFC again for the Super Bowl. And these past last six to seven weeks just hasn't mm-hmm. been that great for them. Um, and then, of course, Tampa Bay, who we all probably thought wasn't going to be that good this year, finds a way to repeat as division champs in the NFC South. Uh, yeah. Man, who, who you got in this one? Tampa. Ooh. I'm going to take Tampa. I don't know if I can trust Philly the way they've been playing. I would love to see Philly win because I believe they would match up with Dallas for that divisional round because they're the five seed. Yeah, so if if, if it's going – yeah, if it's going the way that we think it's going to go, it will end up being Dallas and Philly meeting up in the I would love round. to see that matchup in that divisional round. I would love to see that in Dallas. Um, I just don't know, man. Philly, they haven't looked good on offense. They give up big plays on defense in the passing game. And you cannot give up big plays to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the other side for Tampa Bay. 
Baker's been locked in with those guys. What Mike Evans is, was this, like his 11th straight year or whatever with with a 1,000 yards, something ridiculous like that. Like he has not had a season without uh, having a 1,000 yards. This just seems like a, pers- a perfect recipe for an upset, um, especially with the way Philly's been playing. So I can't believe it. Give me Tampa, man. Give me Tampa. Uh, Philly, Philly is coming in here a little banged up. You know, Jalen Hurts got the issues going on with his finger. You know, what happened with A.J. Brown with his knee. Um, They're a little banged up. And I think the problem is with Philly is they've been trying to do too much one as far as like, you know, put the ball out in the air and throwing the rock all around. And don't get me wrong, they, they have the talented receivers there to do that. But I think that they can't forget what pretty much kind of what got them there to the big dance last year was they, they could run the hell out of football. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to get back to that. They need to get back to running the football. Um this is, I don't know. It's kind of tricky. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won, but I just I can't say I can't see Philly just blowing it that way. So I'm yeah I'm gonna roll with Philly. I'm not confident in it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks ended up upsetting them, but I'm gonna take Philly um, just to kind of get themselves back right to understand that you know this is this is do or die. We we, we got to have it. You got to have it. Uh, just they just got to get back to running the football, man. They I think they just got to kind of ground the pound and then try to see if they can get the big plays later instead of just trying to throw the ball all over the field like they've been trying to do. It's been very inconsistent with their play calling and everything like that. Uh, I just think they got to roll with what got them there. With, with pretty much what they're known for, right? I mean, you know, yeah. they they run the ball. Jalen Hurts running the ball. You know, after a while, getting you know, getting the big plays down the field if they can with the play action um, to Devontae Smith, to AJ Brown, to Quez Walking, Dallas Goddard. Uh, you know, they they have all those guys there for it. Um, just kind of get back to running the football. So I'm going mm-hmm. to go with the Eagles. That is my least confident pick out of all the <laughs> games because just just because of how how bad Philly has looked. The past yeah. month, pretty much, I, it, it is yeah. my least confident pick, but I, I think they find a way to get it done. Hopefully, on the road, and they set up that matchup with yeah, Dallas in the in the in the division around for sure. Uh, that's good. We don't agree on all the picks, so we, we good. No, it was going there. It was going <laughs> it was, there. It was. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it nah. was. But we we good. We, we might good. be all right then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might be for right. For sure, for sure. But man, I mean, can't wait. It's gonna be a, a fun weekend. Obviously, uh, the way it's looking, um, I, I don't, I don't know how it is out out that way in, in, in the Carolinas, but it's it's supposed to be a little winterized around <laughs> this way. So it looks like you know we just out get what you need and get get stowed up and stay in, nah. grab you a blanket, man, and and watch these games. I guess this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, nah, it's supposed to be smooth here. Nothing too crazy. It had a little rain, something like that, but nah, no, no, uh, no slushy stuff. 
you know, slushy stuff. Yeah, man. Trust me, where, where I was at before, where I was at before, oh, yeah. Was, It'd be Charles a Barkley. lot of slushy stuff. Charles Barkley, guarantee. Guarantee. Well, you can book it. It don't matter. <laughs> if there's precipitation falling out of the sky, it is the slushy stuff for it's sure. Coming. It's yeah, that it's snow. Coming. Yeah, nah, so none of that here right now at least. Yeah, we'll see, man. They say it's supposed to be coming, but I don't know. End up happening. It might not even come, but we, we, hey, that's true. That's true. We'll 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 see, man. But man, you got anything you want to say to the people? We get ready to wrap up another episode. Uh, well, be safe, everybody that's in Tennessee that's dealing with that weather right now. Be safe. Continue to um, continue to strive for whatever your goals are especially going into this new year. We're still only 11 days in, so um, it's early. We're still early in this new year, so whatever you have said, things that you want to accomplish, continue to make strides toward those, toward those goals and um, watch some good football this weekend. Nah, for sure. Uh, man, same for me. Definitely um, be safe out here. Uh, man, wrap, uh, bundle up. <laughs> Keep yourself warm dry however it is that you got to deal with whatever uh type of weather mm-hmm. that you got that you're dealing with um yeah man continue to uh just you know better yourself day by day um still got a long ways to go we're still in the very very beginning of this new se- uh new year um so uh try not to you know overwhelm yourself um but definitely keep reaching that daily goal that you may have uh for yourself and others mm-hmm. uh for sure uh, man, uh, like and subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube channel. Um, follow us on the, on the social medias uh, that we have for the uh, for the uh, podcast. Uh, we appreciate the support. Um, uh, we appreciate that. We truly, truly appreciate the yeah, support and no, uh, no the, the feedback that we get and everything like that. Uh, whether it's that you you know like retweet it on Twitter or you share on Instagram or however you get it done or like I said liking and subscribing to the to the youtube channel uh we appreciate any type of um support that you give us for for there uh man love black women cherish black women protect black women uh no means no no means no i know we're about a month away now from from valentine's day uh so whatever you got planned you know get it get it together but if you you got got something else going on, you know. Just 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 make sure you man, you hey, you on your p's and q's, eyes dotted, t's crossed. Man, mm-hmm. happy belated birthday to you, my brother. Oh man, <laughs> you know, appreciate it, appreciate you know, it, man. You know, appreciate it, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, gotta let that, gotta let that be known, man. It's, it's yeah, it's man. Still Capricorn, we still here, we you still know, here, we still here. <laughs> I, I, it's it's crazy. I know it's it's kind of getting down to the to the to the windy moments of it, but we we still here, man. We, are we still, still kicking. That's it. We still kicking. That's all. That's appreciate all. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. That's all that matters, man. Y'all be safe. This <laughs> also this is also coming up on uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day weekend, so. Yep. Um, Man, if y'all, if there's anything going on in your community to where uh, they have something going on, far as like a march, parade, anything that that's in the in the name of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, man, do go out there and support it. Uh, you know, 
whether permissible, depending on where you at. If you can't go out there and support a man as best mm-hmm. you can, um, for sure that that was a that was a great man. <laughs> I mean, simple as that, right? Simple as that. That's that was it. a great man. Yeah. So uh, happy early uh, Martin Luther King holiday for that man. Celebrate however you want to celebrate with that. Uh, man, I, I really don't have anything else. That's really it for that man. Uh, until the next time, this has been another episode of the. Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.